everybody it's Vina 007 back for another 10 minute movie review and today I am talking to you about the film Maestro which is currently on very limited release in art house cinemas in the UK and United States but will debut on Netflix on December 20th. This is the big budget high gloss luxury movie directed by Bradley Cooper who you'll know from The Hangover and starring Bradley Cooper as the composer, conductor, Leonard Bernstein, who was an iconic figure in classical music in the 20th century. I guess the thesis of this film is that Leonard Bernstein was a man who was too big and too promiscuous for conventional boxes, both in his professional and personal life. We meet him as a young man getting his big break to conduct an orchestra at a day's notice. He is the exemplar of the phrase, stay ready so you don't need to get ready, because he seizes that opportunity and is immediately famous for his amazing talents. But as his life progresses, there is frustration from others, not from him, that he's frittering his talent because rather than be the next American famous composer, or a great conductor, or a great educator, that he's doing too much of everything and not focusing on any one thing. And that in the brutal world of classical music, and maybe in the brutal world period, people get praised and maximum success when they focus on just one thing. And this is exactly what Leonard Bernstein does not want to do. He loves being an educator. He loves reaching out through popular formats to, to reach the masses and sell his evident love of classical music. This refusal to be put into a box extends to his private life as well. And very early on in the film, we see him meet his future wife, Felicia, played by Carey Mulligan, who is also a talented person in her own right. It feels that in these black and white flashback scenes that she is aware of his bisexuality, if not homosexuality, and that she's willing to tolerate it. She's willing to be in a marriage that defies convention. She feels he loves her, he satisfies her, and they can be perfectly happy. However, as we move through the movie, we realize that she is becoming increasingly frustrated. And as we get into the more contemporary scenes shown in color, we are always aware of Bernstein's male lovers in the periphery of the frame and him sneaking off and holding hands and her feeling left out of this love. It's not a love triangle and it's not a love triangle because she does feel left out and becomes really, I think, quite jealous. I suppose the tragedy of Felicia's life as shown here is that unlike Bernstein, she does not know herself at the start. He always knows who he is, but she thinks she is modern enough to tolerate an open marriage and actually finds that she needs more of his attention than she had anticipated. I think for me, Maestro was a little bit disappointing because it fell into a category of film at this year's London Film Festival where I saw it. Of these films that were handsomely acted and beautifully made and just seemed to be about nothing, you know, they were just domestic dramas. They were just soap operas. They were mostly about women who were with terrible men until they weren't, until it just got too much and they left. And I think Sofia Coppola's Priscilla falls into this category too. I, I wish this film had become 
more bold in how it handled the social and political ramifications of how Bernstein lived his life. Because for Leonard Bernstein, his identity was political. Being Jewish at that time, not anglicizing one's name, playing in Palestine and then Israel were political acts. Being bisexual, indiscreetly so, was and arguably remains a political act, even though it shouldn't be. But Cooper apparently is not interested in that in that until he is. We get this really tonally jarring near final scene where we get an old, widowed, fat, sweaty Bernstein dancing in a 1980s nightclub with a far younger male student. And I just wondered, have I been watching an entire film about consensual bisexual affairs or a version of Tar, you know, the film starring Clate Blanchett, as a fictional conductor where she is evidently using her power and charisma to coerce younger people into having sex with her. I felt really blindsided by this scene and I wish the film had been dealing in this stuff all along, but it hadn't, so why turn left now? Did it feel it needed to be more gritty all of a sudden? We also don't really see anything of Felicia Montalegra's life and her creativity as a significant artist in her own right. She is only existing in relation to Bernstein. And so necessarily, when he turns his attention from her to his male lovers, she has nothing left because she has only been shown in relation to him. I think it does her a real disservice. So as you can tell, my issue with this film is essentially in its conception and its writing. And it is also written by Bradley Cooper and also co-written by Josh Singer, who has written some phenomenal films such as the Oscar-winning Spotlight, The Post, First Man, and uh, Seasons of The West Wing. But this is a film that is really Bradley Cooper's. He clearly wants Oscars for this. He is campaigning for Oscars for this. He is trying to transform himself and has been from some time from the the romantic comedy lead of The Hangover and Silver Linings Playbook into a serious filmmaker. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with showing range. But I think in a sense, he has made something rather formulaic and rather unwilling to get down and dirty with his character. And as a result, we get effectively just a prestige costume drama and it just feels lacking somehow, which is such a shame because there is a lot to like about this film. I will watch Bradley Cooper's next directorial venture. The the first hour of this film is so kinetic and assured. It has real visual flair and energy and it sweeps you up into Bernstein's personality, his charisma. And I feel that that first hour is what it must have been like to meet Bernstein and fall in love with him. And that's no small achievement. I feel that Matthew Libertique's cinematography is as good as anything he's done since the Oscar winning film Black Swan. And kudos to Cooper for getting Bernstein's physicality, voice and conducting style really pat. I mean, there is the one scene near the end where he conducts Marla's resurrection, the final choral sequence. And it's so well done. And apparently he practiced and practiced and practiced just for this one sequence. And it's very convincing. It works. I think more controversial is whether he needed the prosthetic, the the nose, um, is this anti-Semitic? Is this leaning into a physical trait? Honestly, I think the performance is powerful enough. His look, his hair, his physicality, he didn't need it. I'm not that offended that he used it, but I think it's unnecessary and creates a conversation where no conversation needed to happen. It should have been all focused on his performance. As for Carrie Mulligan, I think she has done a disservice by a script that doesn't really show Felicia as a whole woman. 
But there is a single dramatic confrontation in the marital apartment on Thanksgiving that is a tour de force for both actors, but especially her. And that's when you see the class of Carrie Mulligan as an actress. She is always excellent, but especially so here. In the smaller parts, I really loved Maya Hawke as their eldest child. She's emerging as a really impressive actress in her own right and not just as a Nepo baby. But I think if you're coming for Bernstein the musician, you may well be disappointed, as I was. We only truly see about seven minutes of him conducting near the end, as I said, that Marla 2 scene. It is stunning. But like Bernstein, who in this film is greedy for life, greedy for relationships, greedy for musical expression... I wanted more from this film. It is handsome, it's wonderful as far as it goes, but I wanted more. Anyway, if you see this film, if you agree or disagree with my take, feel free to leave a comment at bina007.com or on the YouTube video comment section. The film Maestro has a running time of 129 minutes. It is rated R. It played the Venice and London Film Festivals and will be released on December 20th on Netflix. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.